Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. How are you today? I'm doing well on this sunny day, you? I'm good. Good. Kelly, I know we never announce what show it is, and this is silly on my part to say welcome to show 366. But I feel like saying it because I just feel really proud of the work we are doing and all of the clients in particular who choose to come and ask us for help, ask us to connect to people, ask us to look inside their bodies or connect to pets or I don't know, just like all of the different things that we do. But I I looked at that today and went 366. Wow. That means we've had at least 366 clients. (laughs) Neat. Well, less three, because the first three shows were about us. Um, what what I love about you is that you picked the most random number. Yeah. It's not like you, like you didn't pick a zero or a five at the end of the show, which most people wait for to celebrate those milestones. You picked 366. And I just think that is so Karen. It is true. Um, and anyone who has been listening for a long time or even really mm. anyone who just has known you for a minute would be like, yeah, that's Karen. Mm. She celebrates everything there is to celebrate as it as it comes. Yeah. And thank you, Kelly. And I think, too, that it's 366 times that our listeners know that the spirit world listened to us and showed up to answer our damn questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> us as people. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's absolutely amazing for everybody to know that they're going to show up for 367 and so on and so on. And yeah. I just think that's just such a beautiful relationship to know that can exist for every single one of us. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's move into today's show. And the first thing I need is the name of a female, please. Okay, uh, let's choose Rhea. Thank you. Um, Rhea calls Kelly and she books a one-hour session. So at the very beginning of her session, she says, I'd like to connect to somebody. And right now, Kelly, I will need you to give me the name of another person. And I need a female. Uh, Okay, How about Kala? So this is what she says. Just tell me anything that you get around Kala. And the spirit guides come in and say, well, this is interesting. She wants to know about Kala, but we need to give you a validation first that Kala is her sister. And we actually have her parents here. So we're just going to call them mom and dad. And mom and dad are actually who she really wants to talk to about Kala. And she knows that, but she's not asking because she was told and she listens to the show and she believes don't give much information. Fair. Isn't it though? Yep. Uh, Yeah. When it's done with the right intention, I don't see that it was as withholding. I think that's really uh, beautiful that they're saying, I trust the process. And if I need to ask, I'll ask. Yeah. And so they said, we have mom and dad here. We want you to verify for her that her parents have passed. They're both coming through. Um, This is a sister. We have her spirit guide, which is her sister's spirit guide. So we have a whole team here on the other side, and you can let her know that. But we also want to give some general information first around the two sisters and that they're not the only children in this family but they are the only two full siblings to both parents. Mm. And that there are two step 
siblings to the father in particular. And I thought, well, that's really good validation. I like that. And they said, yes, and it, they're both males. So they have two stepbrothers. So I thought, okay, I'll just give her all of that information. And we'll use that as validations to let her know that her parents are here and the guides are here and off we go kind of thing. She loved that. She absolutely appreciated that so much. And you... Okay, oh, sorry, wait, can you just slow down for a second? Yeah. They all have the same father though. Yes. This is a half, these are half brothers. Oh shit. Yes. Okay. Oh my God, I used the wrong term. Okay, that, that's fine. I'm just trying to put a family tree together in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're doing that. Okay. That is my error in calling them the wrong thing. So yes, they are half instead of step. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, so she really liked that information. She liked the validations and just gave permission to continue. And her sister's spirit guides came forward and said, um, we just want to validate that her sister is younger than her. So you can say that. So we did. That was correct. I say we did. That's funny. Um, okay, so when I say we, I mean the spirit guides and me. Well, yeah, you're the team working together right. for, the, for the human. Yeah. And they also said that she lives far away, that she's in a different country. And they started to describe her personality, which I freaking love doing. And I know you do too, because to me, it's so much more valuable than the brown hair, mm -hmm. brown eyes thing. And okay, can I explain why <laughs> for yeah. people who are like, oh, I wish I had the information of hair and eyes. Oh, okay. You've got like a 50-50 shot on eye color. Yeah. You've got well, maybe three to four options, <laughs> yeah. maybe a little more with hair these days. Like male or female are they? Like there's just that the probability of someone guessing is easier than saying these things are particular to their personality, their quirks, their mannerisms, their sayings. Like I think that is so much more intimate than being like, yeah, your mom had blonde hair and blue eyes. I do too. And I stopped doing the color of hair because people color it so often that sometimes I would say something like they have blonde hair and they would say no. Then I'd get an email later saying, oh shit, I just saw my sister's picture on Facebook and it's red and you said red. And, and she just colored it. Sorry about that. But at that point, you've missed the opportunity mm -hmm. to build the rapport with the client mm -hmm. that you actually have a high level of accuracy. And for some clients, one mistake is like, you're no good. Mm -hmm. I'm out. They're already tapping out in the session, right? And then you've got to try and get your way back by trying to offer them more validations. And that becomes tough. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I'm going to continue because... Yeah, she doesn't sound like this kind of client. No, she doesn't at all. So they describe um, her sister's personality as somebody who is really um, not assertive, but they say aggressive, and they make the differentiation. They call her a bully. They refer to the fact, or the, like her spirit guides refer to the fact that the way she grew up was watching her parents fight and bully the shit out of each other. And then the father in particular, bully the children mercilessly. And the mom trying to step in sometimes to make the kids do things so daddy won't be upset. Mm -hmm. So she thinks she's a people pleaser, but mom is equally as bad at the bullying 
because the stress levels increase as dad's behavior gets worse and as dad drinks. So this is explained where her sister's behavior originates versus Reyes, where Reyes' personality goes more into, I will just keep upping the ante on how badly I'm going to people please everybody. So she does, she keeps increasing this and her sister's like, I'm not doing that. And so you get to see where they go in two very different directions, but it makes it impossible for the sisters to get a connection to each other. Yeah, of course. It's it's just so freaking broken. And they describe her her sister and say she's very driven by a success. She very much wants to make a lot of money. And a lot of money is not hundreds of thousands. In her estimation, it's millions. And many millions. She wants fame. She wants uh, people to know her wherever she goes. But she wants fame like in Instagram, Facebook, like it's all different kinds of levels of fame. She wants fame in her personal life. She wants fame just to be known when she goes into the gym, that there's that lady that's in really good shape. Like everything has to to feed, I'm going to say, the deepest of her insecurities that play out in, I need all of this attention and all of this success in all of these aspects. And the relationship between the two of them then is that her sister really just calls Rhea or reaches out to her when she wants her ego boosted. But Rhea doesn't catch on to this at first, so she plays right along and she does all of this. She feeds this ego through texts, through emails, through conversations, through visits, like all of these things, thinking that she's being the healthier parent that the two of them didn't get and doesn't understand, oh no, this isn't being healthy at all, (laughs) until she turns around 14. And then the guides say that Rhea runs away. She leaves home. She runs from home at 14 years old. And that's her way of saying, I can't do the people-pleasing anymore, but I can't become something else other than the people-pleaser. So I can't stay here. So she actually runs away and she becomes a prostitute and she sells her body for sex to make a living. And then she figures out that um, dancing makes more money than the prostitutes do. And so she turns it into, I'm going to be one of the dancers And she starts to move away from the prostitution and does simply dancing. And then gets so good at the dancing that she gets picked up to actually be a professional dancer, which brings her right outside of the life she used to live Mm -hmm. and gives her her own level of independence, success. And she walks away actually from that whole life. And in the process, she goes to therapy because now she can afford it. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be able to afford therapy. Yeah, therapy is for the privileged. Absolutely. So she actually gets to that point and she makes therapy her priority over green grass and holidays and wine and all of these different things. She makes her mental health her biggest priority. And so the guys go, okay, say it all. Tell her. And the parents come in 
after I tell her all of this, and she just sits there and listens and goes, my God, this is my life. She goes, thank you so much for witnessing it. Mm, Wow. Yeah. She goes, thank you so much. She goes, I understand that in order for the guides to say this to me, I understand they're watching me. You're telling me they watch me. Uh, Okay. I would like to celebrate Rhea in this moment Mm -hmm. for having the awareness, for Mm -hmm. having done her work to know exactly what that message was meant to relay. Because some people, Mm -hmm. through no fault of their own, would have heard their life played back to them and immediately assumed that it was judgment immediately assumed that they were under fire because they had done something wrong, right? Or been found or exposed. And she actually saw it for what it truly is. The guide saying, we've been there the whole time. We've been with you. And we know how much, we know how hard you've worked to survive. Yeah. And then her parents do the next step, Kelly. And they step in and say, this is our fault. They explain. They, they give her her validations about their behavior. But remember, she left at 14. Her mom and dad explain how Kala's life changes as soon as her sister runs away and leaves and how there's nobody else to do the people-pleasing or to take the brunt of it or to be able to control because ultimately her parents want control over these two kids and each other. So her parents acknowledge what they did, apologize for what they did, and explain how remorseful they have been since they died but fully tell Rhea that they never got to this place at all before they died, ever. Rhea then starts to understand in our session, okay, I'm starting to understand my sister. I'm starting to understand the things that she went through when I wasn't there. The things that when I ask her in conversation, she changes the subject and won't talk about. You're giving me an opportunity to talk to my mom and dad to hear what happened. And I have no other way of figuring it out. She says, even when I go to therapy, the Mm -hmm. therapist can't tell me. Right. We can't figure it out. We can surmise. We can guess based on her behaviors, but we're guessing in therapy. This way, I have my answers. Now I can go back to therapy and say, this is what my parents said and did. So she gets a ton, Kelly, of information, filling in the gaps. But, you know, she sits there and says to me, holy crap, you are affirming for me that my decision to run away and sell my body was the best thing I ever did. Jesus. Okay, that's a, that's a lot to digest. Yeah. She says, I can't even explain to you what I feel And what I'm going through right now, where I feel like my shame and my guilt over things is just literally melting away and disappearing. Oh my God, I could scream. I could scream to the high heavens or whatever it is that's out there for joy for her. Yeah. To have your shame melted away, to have a decision that you have ruminated over for your entire life just dissipate and go, I, I did the right thing. Jesus Christ, your whole life opens up ahead of you yeah. because you don't have to hang on to what was behind you. That's a good way to word it, Kelly. Rhea, I love you. Yeah. I know your name's not Rhea, but like, yeah. he- hear our roar for you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she gets to hear. Like, and I, and I can say that this woman is easily in her 70s. You can hear in her voice that she's now getting this closure of, I've been ruminating for the past, how many decades, Kelly? Five and a half? Where she's now getting this moment of, I've done all this therapy, I spent all of this money, and it was worth it. But there was a piece missing, and I finally got the final piece of the puzzle. Mom and Dad showed up to answer the damn questions. My sister's soul showed up to answer the questions the human will not answer. And and probably cannot. And I know you know this. I'm just saying it Mm -hmm. for listeners. Kala can't. If she's not in a place in her life where therapy is financially accessible, and I will also say this, or emotionally accessible, because you have to be ready. You have to be ready to go to therapy and do that dirty work. She can't give her sister the answers, even if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. You're right. She can't because of her own shame. Mm -hmm. You know, mom, like we recently rebranded, which is wildly exciting and the message on the on the very front of the website is when you just need answers. And I think for any person in a business, especially for themselves, you're terrified to make a bold statement like that because you really want to be able to deliver on your promise. Mm-hmm. You really want to be able to say, I can deliver every single time when a client says, I have this problem and you're telling me you're going to solve it. And this story today makes me so goddamn proud that we accepted that bold statement mm-hmm. because of what you and her parents and her spirit guides facilitated and credit to Rhea for showing up to fucking ask the hard question. And to her therapist for getting her to make that phone call. Abs- Whoa. Okay, that's news. Oh, Let's, pardon me. I would like to celebrate them too then. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean that the therapist told her to call me. I don't mean that. I just mean that the years of therapy obviously got her to a place where okay. she could. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So Kelly, that is the end of her session. And yet the beginning of her story. So beautifully true, Kelly. Okay, so can I can I summarize this then? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I just think this is a remarkable story. You've got Rhea who chooses to show up for herself, show up for her own life and decide, I want answers, just kind of like what we said before. And immediately... When the spirit world hears, I want to help myself, they're like, oh God, pick me, put me on your team, right? And and of course, we get to show up to facilitate that. So she sits down initially with doubt, correct? Yes. Doubting all of her choices and the path that she's taken in her life. Tons of self-judgment mm-hmm. about those choices. And then on top of that, as you mentioned, needing this final piece that she just can't get for herself and you know, bless the the therapist, just can't do that. That's beyond their, their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in this process, she has every single one of those problems addressed, answered, wrapped up in a nice little bow mm-hmm. with the message that we love you and we've witnessed your life. Yep. Okay. So this is neat because a lot of, most of our clients walk away with tools, right? Most people show up and say, I want both the message and the tool. And from the sounds of it, Rhea's fucking working and Mm -hmm. she's probably not going to stop now that she has this final piece of information. So she's got now a plan of action to trust her gut, her intuition, her judgments. She is probably heading back to that therapist, as we mentioned, to say, I've got this piece, let's dig 
let's dig further with everything that you can give me as one of my guides. Mm -hmm. And she now can have way better boundaries with this knowledge for any kind of future relationship with her sister or these half-brothers that we didn't really hear much about, but that's okay. So she's got a, a clear plan of action about how to move forward as a confident woman. She does. For the rest of her life. And 70 is beautifully young. Yes. I absolutely love this because had she not shown up, had she not asked the hard questions, had she not called on a team to love her? Because I think I want to add that piece because people don't think that that's what calling for help is, Mm. right? They just think it's help and it's a burden, but you're calling on your team to show up and love you. Mm -hmm. She would have continued in rumination. She would have continued feeling unworthy, unloved, unsure of herself. And instead, with her answers, she gets to live free of that doubt, free of that rumination, and really and truly live on her own terms. You got it. Isn't that a life worth living? Yeah. And I feel like you could just fill in the blank. Isn't that a life of joy? Isn't that a life of freedom? And and hopefully, you know, that's what we're all aspiring to. And she gave that to herself just by showing up. Mm-hmm. Just by reaching out to the spirit world and allowing us, allowing you and I, Kelly, to be the people that connect them. Yes. So being who we are, let's actually wrap this up in the way that we walked into this by celebrating. Sure. Sounds and damn good to me. Celebrating episode 366, celebrating Rhea and her choices and celebrating the spirit world for showing up for every fucking one of us. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.